Whoa, 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 whoa. Turn it back. Turn it back. What's that? Oh, nice. Turn it up. Oh, yeah. You have arrived, good people. Welcome to the Outlet Radio Show. Coming to you all the way from Brooklyn, New York. Here is your host, our favorite BK child with that million dollar smile, Azania Shange. Mm, here she comes, y'all. Here she comes. Why are you I'm so awkward right now? I'm, I'm saying that I'm over here. I'm supposed to help help your mail <laughs> help your mail out. It's only one of her. Yeah. It's like a hundred. It's only one woman, but it's like a hundred. You were so awkward. I'm like, come on now. No, this. Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, no, go ahead, go ahead, start. We're good. Okay. I'm, I'm doing levels here. Go ahead. You're good. Start what the conversation? Yes, with our key. Go ahead. No, you that's not me. what we talked about. I can't apologize for this this it's moment right. of unprofessionalism. Ready, there may be a few profane words that fly know, out. We, uh, <laughs> we can take like care what? of all of it in post. <laughs> From you, I don't. <laughs> you don't want what curse me out. Um, no. So what? This is what we talked about last week. You suggested that we. Before we jump right into the interview. Yeah, but I have nothing to say right now. So. But you don't know that because I have lead-ins. You don't know what I got over here. I told you, you don't know my 15. You don't know my questions. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, excuse her. <laughs> she used that girl on the back of the bus with the football helmet on. <laughs> I still keep my helmet. Well, like I say, I wanted to get him before he blew up because he's going to be huge i believe he's gonna be huge you know i saw him we, when did we first do our it was a richie shelly right yeah. was it the richie havens or oh was it with shelly no it was the richie it was richie havens yeah, yeah for um bam that's right yeah yeah and then we did the shelly thing Shelley's thing yeah and then uh i've been following him ever since and uh so then i turned him on to you and ghana and you know you know, they needed a mop-up crew at, at a Dinkra house because you, know, you, you did a gig there and it was off the chain. So, you know. So, so is this us? Yeah, they needed... Have they we needed, officially started? Yes. I haven't even said hello to our listeners. Well, well, that's, well you told me to start. Hello, I'm listeners. following orders. <laughs> <laughs> hello, listeners. Thank you for plugging in with us here. Once again, another week. Here we are having fun acting silly in the studio and today we are joined by by the wonderfully talented Aki Burmese yay I said it correctly yeah he's pretty dope he's pretty dope so as Jeff was saying um, he introduced Aki to me and um, I was literally drooling at the mouth from the first note that was played. Is that all you? Like? <laughs> you know what, Jeff? Fun? Behave yourself, please. Well, you told please. me to start. <laughs> be honest with the people. I'm sure they want to know. It was it was absolutely incredible. You started the the set. We were at the 
in Adinkra House. Yeah. Um, and you started out with Too Good to Be True. Yeah. Is that the proper uh, title for the song? Um, I think it might be Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. No, okay, it might well. Be too Good to Be True. I just said Frankie Valley, Four Seasons. It was so good. Yeah. It was so good. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was sitting next to. Um, Sandra St. Victor and we were both like oh my god <laughs> so it, yeah we knew you her Asa and uh yo oh yo, my yo, girlfriend Sole. Yeah, Sole. Sole was there. she was just looking yeah. at and, you and all I was though. I felt <laughs> so was, uncomfortable she's, she's, seen that a, a she's, she's like yeah, yeah he's gonna start with that to yeah, yeah. I was gonna watch yeah see 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 Sole knows cause you know that's your girlfriend she knows your talent I didn't know but I had met Sole like moments before the show maybe yeah. in about an hour beforehand right, right. We were upstairs in the kitchen chopping it up and everything. She was she was so great. I yeah. loved her instantly. So then, of course, you then start singing, and I feel like, <gasps> and I just was like, "But his girlfriend's right next to me. This is." I was like, "This is so inappropriate. Like, how do I how do I not scream no, right now?" That's good. It's great. And so great. I was trying to be on my best behavior. Sandra was like, "Whatever. She knows me. It's all good." I mean, we had the most amazing time. It was yeah. so so much fun. And, and you know, Jeff never steers me wrong musically. Right. Like, he's right. introduced me exactly. to several artists. And he, I don't think he really kind of told me how amazing you are. He he was like, you got to hear this cat. You got to hear him. He's good. Yeah. Some things so you that just was a, can't explain. That you was gotta, a sneak yeah, attack. I think that's it. a better intro. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, somebody's it. too superlative, you're like. That was yeah. a sneak attack. Sneak attack. Good. I was like, what? This wow. dude is great. And then his, his appearance is so unsuspecting. Because you just is so like you, I mean, you call your your self proclaimed nerd. That's what you call yourself. I'm a nerd. Well, yes, you are. I am a nerd. Yeah, I am. Claim I'm, it. I am a nerd. That's so you know. I identified with yeah. that. That's a kindredness yeah. that we have. You know, so it's great. But you just look so soft spoken and so quiet and so like you know, and then you start playing and it's like, whoa, who is? Where did you come from? That is, uh, that's like a major part of my personality. Is that I love it. I was until I was doing music. I was like, I was more than just a nerd. I was like a huge introvert. You know, I was doing computer science, so I didn't go out. I was like, I was coding all day until I was like seventeen. That was my idea of fun. Like, go home, play video games, write some web code, maybe write some programs. <laughs> you know, read some magazines, go online. You know, make websites. And then I was like, oh, he's a music. And I like developed like a more of a <laughs> personality <laughs> after that. Yeah, did you yeah. start playing piano? I started playing piano uh, when I was 19 in college. Okay. And like the end of my freshman year. All right. Wow, that's kind of late. It Isn't was that? late. It was oh, late. That's pretty much. I started playing in junior high school and I... I don't even want to talk about what I can start. do. Yeah. <laughs> I had wanted to play piano, but I was I had I told my friends, Oh, I want to do music and they were like, You don't want to do music. Because I was like big at them, math and science. So they kind of were like, He thinks he wants to do music, but he really wants to do it. And I did. I was like, No, I'd rather just take computers apart and put them back together. That's what I enjoyed doing. Mm -hmm. So they kind of just disregarded that. My sister took piano lessons, my older brother took piano lessons, but I got skipped. So uh, when I went away to college and I was like, man, I think I'm just going to do music. Yeah. They were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not what we expected. But you told me that you um you have you have a musical background. Like you yeah, were the whole in, family is musical, yeah. yeah. Um, so you were in the church choir and oh, yeah, plays yeah. and... Mandatory uh, <laughs> church choir. Uh, because we had a church... 
in Brooklyn called Cornerstone Baptist Church, which was one of those churches that had been in the South and had emigrated, like the church had emigrated up to Brooklyn. Okay. And so my grandmother and grandfather had come up through that church. So, like, you know, you're a Burmese child. You had to be in the, you know, you go to Sunday school. You were in the the young people's choir. You were in the young adult people's choir. You were in the, <laughs> you know, some the Easter program. And the, so we did all the stuff. Yeah. And uh, so we did that. We sang. But uh, I never did any, like, serious, uh, like, musical stuff there. Just I would sing and then leave go home and do my usual thing well you know you you and i we have a history that we don't even know that we share which is that we both were born and raised in brooklyn rare these days which is bizarre because there should be millions of us (laughs) but (laughs) it's so strange but that's true you're absolutely right about that hey michael jordan was from brooklyn right i think he was yeah it's just you know like i don't know it's a good representation i'll take it it's just i think there's too few of us who are still here Yes. That is the issue. I don't know where the where it all went. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You're on and the then West he, Coast. <laughs> <laughs> and you went to um, Brooklyn Tech. I went to Brooklyn Technical High School. B-Tech. B-tech. <laughs> it's so funny because when like, he was performing at, at, at Dinker House, I yelled that out. He was like, whoa, wow, okay, I'm, that's never happened before. I didn't go to Brooklyn Tech, <laughs> it's but it's funny. just funny to me to think that somebody should rep it hard. I only, yeah. I could, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you, man, somebody needs to be thrown up. We, we repped it hard. We thought it was a big, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we were like, yeah, Brooklyn Tech. <laughs> Seniors, you know, we had yeah. that whole thing, but we were also like, oh, when we were on the street, we were like, Brooklyn Tech, <laughs> seniors, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get in, I wasn't, I guess, I wasn't that good of a nerd. <laughs> I didn't get into Brooklyn Tech, I tested for it though, okay, darn yeah. it, but I didn't, I didn't make it in there. But I have a few friends who went. Okay, uh, yeah. all big nerds now. Or they go. Yeah, to pay, yeah. One of my close, <laughs> one of one of my closest friends growing up. He went to Brooklyn Tech. Then he went to Harvard. Right. Then he went to Harvard Law. Oh Lord. So he's you know yeah. Okay. So he's, he's done good things with his okay. life. Fair enough. So he's doing that. I went to 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 Howard. Oh, okay. The yeah. other the other H school. So. Absolutely. And I'm. I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> That's all right. I'm not a lawyer either. That's <laughs> okay. You should be a lawyer. <laughs> so you have you have something that you're working on. You have um, something that you you call. Is it okay for me to say? Oh, please. A concept album. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> you were like not that. Um, the well, alien I don't know love what to call it. Yeah, but alien love songs. Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain? How you came up with alien love songs? Oh, it's so. I mean, I dig it. I just would love to understand it. Uh, I grew up watching Star Trek. Yes. (laughs) And uh, you know, my dad was was a big. He was yeah. My dad was a nerd from the Bronx, so he was a big Star Trek guy. So we watched original Star Trek, Next Generation, Mm -hmm. D Space Nine, boy, all the every franchise. Went to see fantasy movies, uh, science fiction movies. The first book he gave me, that was my first adult book, was Jurassic Park. That was when Good he was one. like, son, you're my son. That was like my <laughs> moment with my dad. Like, you will read this book and we will bond. And uh, and then my mother was really into, she was the musical like kind of person in the family. She had done music in church. She, had, she was a teacher, but she had actually minored as a vocal major in mm-hmm. college. So, uh, so she had all the like you know all the records of anything from like al green 
who was her big like crush other than my dad that was what she would always <laughs> say like you know not for your dad and then um he could have been your daddy yeah <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh <laughs> oh my god see al green the freaks come out at night. yeah um leonard bernstein she was in like you know west side story it was nice. for her and then also stuff like that i didn't know was was bizarre like Albert Eiler. Like, she had this Albert Eiler record that I listened to a lot when I was... I don't know who that is. He's like... He's a saxophone player. He's kind of like a... I would say free improvising jazz musician. Okay. And uh, he had this great record called New Grass, which was like folk funk plus free <laughs> saxophone. <laughs> wow. Just really... Even today, you'd be like, whoa, what am I listening to? Uh... But she had that, and I would listen to that record and be like, oh, this is cool. And so all that was in my brain. And then I went, you know, I was doing computer science. And uh, I went away to college, and I started doing music. And I was like, what do I want to write about? And then I was like, oh, great. I'll write a song about aliens. And, <laughs> you know, it'll be like R&B, aliens. Uh, and then uh, I got, I stopped doing that for a while because it was too complicated to explain to people. And then eventually <laughs> I got back to Brooklyn, and I was... Yeah, you'd be like, oh, I want to write songs about it. And they were like, we don't care. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I got back to Brooklyn. I started doing other stuff, you know, straight up R&B and jazz and soul and stuff like that, blues, things like that. And then always in the back of my mind, I'd be writing these little, you know, songs where it would be like a song about falling in love, but also about like a spaceship and the speed of light or something like yeah. that. And like trying to make little physics metaphors for you know getting it on kind of stuff like that and uh <laughs> why are you laughing so hard right now <laughs> Sorry, physics med- metaphors for getting it on well because you, you have like you know you have stuff where people are like uh you know i want to when you listen to r&b like similes very, and metaphors it's very much like i'm gonna rub yeah, yeah. you down like this you rub <laughs> yeah, me yeah. up my jeep that kind of stuff like you know, <laughs> smack, you know? smack it flip it rub it out yeah uh-huh. exactly mm-hmm. the and brilliant like, okay writing. well if you can make if you can arguably make a love song about like <laughs> how a lady reminds you of a car then you can definitely make a love song where you're like you remind me of physics gravity or <laughs> gravity i love electromagnetic it. attraction you yeah know? Okay. so that's a little nerdy. Now that I say it out loud, that sounds terrible. Electromagnetic <laughs> but so then I just eventually I was like, you know, I'll do all this stuff. And then on the side, I'll start do, writing these alien love songs. And if people like them, then they like them. And if they don't like them, then I'll have written these weirdo songs. And just be for me. Oh, they're going to like them. And people like them. I don't, oh, I, yeah. I'll tell you oh. for real. When I do shows, I'm like, and now I'm going to do one of these songs. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I like try to, I open with too good to be true. And then I try to you do try like to... another soul thing. And I'm like, now I'm going to slip in something that's kind of about aliens. And if I see them, then I got to, you know, my set is always like alien love song. Hit them with some, some Al Green. Give them some Marvin Gaye. And then, and then hit them with some weird stuff. Because I'm always worried that they're gonna be like what dude was singing about aliens for 45 minutes I don't want to <laughs> oh you killing me man oh my god <laughs> but I'm when getting you, more comfortable when with you think now. you're losing them you throw in some algorithm I always <laughs> The dude, actually, the guys in my band are always like, I don't know why I give them a set list. And they're like, why is it all, you know, all these like all these R and B covers? I'm like, because you know, because if we do if we do Gravity, then we got to bring them back. Because they're gonna be like, he was singing about Gravity for you know 
Oh my god! But uh, I'm getting over it now. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've heard a few of the songs and they were really good. <laughs> I've heard. I, I think. Um, what what's the uh, CD that you gave out after? I gave you guys. So that was an EP. That was all covers. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. um just it was called Aki. Okay, so I, I heard that and that was really awesome. Yeah. And when when you performed live, you did you did sprinkle your alien love songs in between. I think you did Music Soul Child. You did I did um, Music Soul Child. I did uh, <laughs> I did uh, Curtis Mayfield. I did. I mean, yeah. And that's I'm I'm doing that's a lesson. It's a good less strategy. Now. It's man. a good exactly smart <laughs> strategy. Just man. in case, because some people might be like, I don't get it. Just, he could sing, but what is he singing about? So. <laughs> I love it. I thought hey, it was D'Angelo's working for him. That's right. We don't well, know what he's we saying. We don't know what he could be singing about aliens the whole time. Yeah. That's true. So you, you, as you stated when, when uh, Jeff asked the question, you learned piano, well, started learning piano when in you college. were in college. Yeah. Where you are today is absolutely remarkable. Like, Thank seriously, you. how did that happen? Because I'll repeat, I started piano in junior high school, and all I can do is dun 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 dun, dun, dun <laughs> and that's it. That's all I got. Well, for one thing, I can't play that song. Uh, you can? I could probably figure it out. I can't. You can't? I never. Oh, I I know I how to play piano better than you. I okay. Didn't learn the. <laughs> I didn't learn the canon that way. Like when you're when you start when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you learn like you know, if you're Elise, you learn whatever that is the entertainer or something. I don't know that, what that, that is. Don't ask me questions. I know, but whatever. You learned all those yeah. like songs that everyone knows. Chopsticks. Right. I started in college, so I I started learning from this grizzled jazz guy who was like. <laughs> He was like angry and hungover with me. I don't know if he was hungover. I won't say he was hungover. But he was definitely like not happy. I was like, hey, um, I'd like to start playing piano, you know, at 19. He was like, oh, God, just sit down. You know? <laughs> so uh, I learned like really rudimentary. He's like, okay, play half steps all the way down the piano, whole steps. So I learned all the like intervals. And then he slowly just made me learn more and more music. So I learned all the like Tin Pan Alley and then. Thelonious Monk and John Coltrane and we just worked through material that way. Really? Yeah. That is incredible. I mean over the course of three years. (coughs) Wow. With painful failures. (laughs) Yeah of course. Uh, Yeah. And then I went back and started learning like trying to learn what kids can play. But so when like a 12 year old is like I've taken piano for five years and they go you know I'm like wow that's amazing. (laughs) For me because I never learned that. Mm -hmm. But I, I did learn a lot. So I learned how to play piano and how harmony works at the same time because it started later, which was good. And I had to just practice all day. And you're, are you right-handed or left-handed? I am right-handed. And you are strong on your left hand? I'm pretty good on my left hand. That's I would, impressive. Uh, if you're gonna test me or something. I was gonna test you actually. Please, no. Left hand. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm I'm just curious because I know that when I was learning piano, that was like really hard for me. Like my mind just couldn't figure it out. Like how to do both hands at the same it's time. It's like walking and chewing gum. I was like, I can't do it. Like it was just the weirdest thing for me. I think me. when you're older, <clears throat> well, so I had a couple of things working for me. I, everyone knows it's working against you when you start music late. When working for you is one, I knew I was going to graduate at 22, and my parents would be like, what can you do? <laughs> I was like, I don't play a C chord. That wouldn't be enough, right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, I got to I have a deadline to get to some level of at least adequate mediocrity mm-hmm. so that I can do stuff. And two, you have more patience than a kid. Because a kid's like, I want to run around. I, I guess that's not true. I mean, I, I in college, you want to party, but I was able to suppress that emotion a lot. And then I would just do stuff really, really slow. For yeah. hours and hours. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's how you learn. do it. Exactly. You do it slow. You yeah. do it slow. 
And we uh, all want to do it fast, but yeah. after a while, you know, you're not yeah. even thinking about it. Yeah. You're doing it fast, yeah. you know? You can't yeah. go in there and be like, I want to play like Bird. You got to start right, by right. going. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then again. <laughs> yeah, and again, and again, and again. And that's what it would be in the, in the practice room. throwing up. Both hands. Like that. Yeah. For hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. Audience, you can't see this, but that was me playing the piano. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for demonstrating. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are crazy. So since you since you started to play the piano, would you mind giving us a sample of something that you are okay with sharing with the audience? Sure. What do you have time for? We have. I have all the time. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. you the one that has to work. Just, oh, okay. just we, give me. Just let me lay on the piano out, and get comfortable. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Well, since you're here, um, I'll play you one of these alien love songs. Yeah. Okay. But if you start to look tired, I'll switch into like. Do a little outgrade. Let's stay together. <laughs> <laughs> you guys start, oh start to nod out. I'll be like. And then I'll come back, I'll pop back up awake. Okay, here we go. All right. That was great. All right, so this is actually this is a new one since you're you're in my uh laboratory uh that I've been working on. This one's called And the Light. Light metaphors. (laughs) There's some science and math in here, so get out your TI calculators. life tell me why we live and die is there righteousness in the great divide in the final steps as I'm crossing over what's it for Draw a line, show me more. Is the universe just uniform with no regrets till all that's left is darkness and the light? want to see you and the light I just want to see you why am I open wide can I integrate All that you divine Is there calculus Over time In your perfect lips As they shape the answers 
not a man but I'm alive I understand love's definition is no defense for a broken heart where all that's left is absence and the lie I just want to see you and the lie I just want to see You have a mop in here for yeah. You don't you don't need it. I mean, (laughs) oh my goodness! You know what? That was like you said. That was a new song. That was not one of the songs that we heard, but it's it's in the it's in the same vein of the music that you create. Yeah, yeah. And it's so beautiful. Oh my gosh! So, what inspires you lyrically? I mean, I know that you like who that seems like it's about a person. Yeah. Um, well, it's okay to say my name. I'm not shy. Okay, you can yeah. tell people you're, <laughs> okay, you know, yeah. you're writing that about me. It's I fine. I met you a couple weeks ago and I wrote that song. Uh, <laughs> I understand. I have that effect. It's okay. So I have to go write the song immediately. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Even though my woman is standing right yeah. next to me, yeah. I'm going to write it about her. Oh my gosh. Um, the songs actually aren't about any one person in particular, but I think what I, that they're about I think one of the things I like about the science fiction approach to the songwriting is that you, I want to, I think love, when you think about it, you want it to be kind of like this all consuming total leap of faith kind of feeling and not Mm -hmm. like a perfunctory mechanical experience. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you meet someone, you have 
wine, you drink, you give them flowers and you fall in love, but more something like you're transported, you have, you know, something uh, like supernatural happens. Mm -hmm. So that's part of the, what I think the, the alien approach allows you to do because you get to like, you're already in this fantastical realm and now love can be not just like, uh, you know, something you do on Valentine's Day, but like, you know, one of the powers of the universe, like light, gravity, electromagnetic force, (laughs) (laughs) and love, right? You can do stuff like that. So um, I'm influenced by, yeah, the feelings that I have experienced, but it's not just like romantic love. It's also like, you know, love that you have from your parents or, or also one of those songs that's too long for me to do <laughs> is one about the alien talks about where he comes from. So it's about ancestral, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not only the idea of like coming from a place that's lost, but uh, being the only retainer of that history. Yeah. You know, in oh, this I new alien that. place, you know. So. You're so deep. I'm deep. You're yeah. deep. Let me ask you a question. I'm just curious. This is just something Please. that came to me it's as you were like playing. A question. No, not, okay. not really. I, okay. I'm, I don't think I get that deep. <laughs> I was gonna ask, what was the lady situation for you growing up? Like, were they were they like, oh, oh hey, I can't. No, hey, oh. no. Not until that? high school. This is probably. So I tell the story, and then people think it's like a humorous thing about getting into music, but basically. Until like junior year of high school, when I started doing like the music, I saw I was always singing, but always in church, right? Mm-hmm. So in church, like, oh, <laughs> he can really he, sing, but you're not guy. exactly. You know, <laughs> that's where the women are. Oh, you can sing. Can and... you step over to your left so I don't get hit by the lightning bolt that's going to come <laughs> yeah. in here? Thank hey, you. That's, that's real. <laughs> but there's no, you know, everyone is very. It's all holy roll. Everyone's very uh, pious there. Right. So the singing is for the Lord. It's not, you know. <laughs> For for, for it's Lord. not for Amen. for uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, Praise the Lord and um, Lord and pass the boots. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, not for uh, Jeff. Seriously, take two steps to yeah. the right. <laughs> I need you to get away from me because struck. I don't want that bolt that's yeah. going to come through the ceiling to hit me. <laughs> but uh, so I was like a it was real a real socially awkward, strange person, and then when I sang in school in a secular environment, that's when mm. I was like, oh this kind of thing that girls like like i had no idea I, they don't like that you can build computers they don't like that you know how to do wiring on things they don't care about your how fast you can do math you know not in high school in high school they're like oh he can say all right i can sing and then they're like oh, i can sing a song for us you know mm-hmm. i used to sit at lunch by myself or like i used to get lunch pass and go to the library instead of going to lunch and then once I was in the musical, people were like, oh, I can sing that song, sing this song. And people stopped me in the hallway. I'd be like, hey, I'm cool. Now. <laughs> you know? So still, I, hadn't, I hadn't made the change. But so, no, the, the lady situation didn't really turn around until high school and I started having a, something worth offering. I had to ask because <laughs> when you say, I mean, and, and, and um, you can go to YouTube to see... <laughs> 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 to see Aki perform live at, at a Dinker house and you can hear us hollering because he would literally hit I guess the first is it would I would it be called a chord I'm not musically you looks like a chord there okay I don't know I'm just I'm, my yeah. hand is just here it's not yeah. really anything but you would hit the first one and we'd be like oh oh okay <laughs> and I'm just like wow and then you call yourself you're a self-proclaimed nerd yeah you are the, the descendant of a nerd yes <laughs> you said your dad is a nerd yeah, too absolutely. so I'm just like wondering 
like what this because it's it's a shift yeah. you know you go from being an introvert and people not really paying attention to you or right. noticing you to people like knowing your work knowing your music well i think probably some of it is that there's an there's emotional there's something that's goes beyond just like the mathematics of harmony that comes with where music is involved mm-hmm. but also uh when you're an introvert it doesn't it's not that you are emotionally not intense you might still be emotionally intense yeah you just don't express it in the way that everyone else does like people are hugging and there's a hug and kissing <laughs> when i went to college and i met like i went to like a liberal arts school and <laughs> i met a lot of friends who were like their families were about hugging all day all night mm-hmm. just new people strangers someone who gave them directions big huggers my family is like we hug but like at christmas you know, right. otherwise <laughs> we have we have mutual respect and love for each other, and you know. <laughs> so for me, it was a real experience because I had never like people who are just emoting constantly emoting right. like that. But musically, I feel like I have a a path for the emotion to come out, and so I think some of what's happening there is that the audience responds. You're to connecting that, yeah, that emotion the same way that someone would connect to like if you were a physical person you wouldn't hug somebody they get an emotional reaction mm-hmm. from that physical contact mm-hmm. this is like musical contact and so you can give people the same kind of if you put that into the music you can give people the same kind of sensation I yeah think. no i agree i think so and your falsetto is like crazy thank you thank you i mean honestly <laughs> whatever you do when you go up there <laughs> that wasn't it clearly but you take I it liked it though there. I liked your impersonation <laughs> <Thank> of me <laughs> what, what the audience is missing is the face that I made when I yeah, went there like you gotta amazing. make that stink face like <laughs> 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 you take it up there and it is so beautiful thank you and so unexpected it's like you just kind of run up there real quick and come back down it's just oh so great <laughs> I really enjoy it I'm just like wow one day when I grow up I wanna sing that well oh oh it's it's hard to do, but it's easy to do. Oh, you're one of those, huh? I one uh, of those. People well, you know, something? I also I teach vocals to do students, you? and I have like beginner Ooh. students, oh, and I have. Oh, there you go. Oh. Stop coming to me now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Like I, I know what I'm talking about. Coach. <laughs> I'm not a vocal coach. I'm, I'm just. I said I think I might have a vocal coach. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about IKEA over here. Okay. But uh-huh. some sometimes you have somebody. If you have a beginning singer, you get to them. You're like getting them to sing notes. Yeah. But with more advanced singers, what you're looking for is like sometimes they just don't have that connection to the song, like how to interpret to the text. What they, yeah. Either they're not connected to the song, so they just sing sort of mechanically, or they feel something, but they have no way of translating that to their delivery. Because sometimes you get, you're full of the emotion of the song. You're thinking of, you know, that part at the end. So you just come out blasting, you know, even though the song should be like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, you're just too good to be true. That's really restrained because even though it's in a huge thing to say, you want to be pulling back there and then you kind of let it slowly release right. until it loses control and then you kind of pull it back. You know, that kind of stuff. Okay, so sh- shows how it's supposed to be done. Uh. <laughs> the right way. Go ahead. <clears throat> do you want that whole song? It's a long song. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want, Jeff? You, you, could do what, you could do what you want to do. This is your show, so you tell me what to do. Oh gosh, you know I can't I, see. I can't be objective. I love this song, so I'm gonna say yes. Okay, so let's go for oh, it. Yes. Hold on a second. Wait, Hold only on only if you can only if you can promise me in this moment, Aki, that this song is about me. Yeah. No. Hundred okay. percent. Well, then all right. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. Hold on. 
let me stop for a minute because you guys are getting out. Of, well, she is getting out of control. Oh, okay. As usual. Okay, lovely. Let's proceed. Okay, so now we can we you can proceed with the song that is dedicated to me. Okay, so I'm gonna do, can do a eyes. short version of it. Okay. okay, we don't have to do the eight minute version. We can do the, the six minute version. <laughs> but so yeah, this will demonstrate that kind of thing. Like really. I'm holding back. And so I do have to, like, it's a good opener, but it does take a second to build. For me to get into the mind frame to do it. You're just too good to be true. Can't take. My eyes off of you You'd be like heaven to touch And I want to hold you so much At long last love has arrived And I thank God I'm alive You're just too good to be true Can't take my eyes off of you Pardon the way that I There's nothing else could compare The sight of you leaves me weak There are no words left to speak But if you feel like I feel Please let me know that it's real You're just too good To be true Can't take my eyes off of you
Second time hearing it, <laughs> so good. Good God! And some of you know that's one of those songs that has like such a huge emotional content. Mm-hmm. But the way they did it originally translated for that time, and then I, I don't know. One day, it's like one of those songs you hear a thousand times, and then one day you hear it and you go, "Whoa, mm. this song is amazing!" You oh know what yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. Lyrically, it's, suddenly, it's beautiful. Song. Lyrically, you're like, "I know exactly how I want to sing it." But before that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all I could hear was Frankie and then Lauren's version and those the two that were in my head. And then at some point I was like, well, what if you slow it down? And it's just like a ballad dragged out. Yeah. Of it, you know? So, yeah. Oh, man. Did you listen to a lot of Donny Hathaway? <laughs> oh, man. He's Donnie, the greatest. That was the truth. Ever, right man. He's that one was, of the greatest yeah, singers ever. Man. I mentioned him yesterday, right? Yeah. I, I asked yeah. you who your your influence were influences yeah. were. And you did say Donny Hathaway was one of them. Donny oh. was the one who, once I was playing piano in college, and I was like, I, if I really want to play piano, I could just be a singer. But like, I listened to Donny records, and that in college when I had to all the live stuff. Yeah. He's and he's singing and that. Like, yeah. 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 That live was, album that oh, he did at the bitter end. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, there's no way I can until I can play that well there's no way I can stop practicing so I just yeah. still practice wow yeah. the way they did like what's going on mm-hmm. super well I mean all that stuff was like and he's singing his heart out and playing the piano it sounds like it must be two different people because yeah, yeah. someone's playing the piano so well another person is singing so well this one cat it was yeah wow so, and his daughter is oh yeah Layla is yeah she's incredible. she's incredible yeah oh <laughs> cause we just heard her doing um what did she do? Um, Cassandra's working with her for the Daughters of Soul thing. She oh. did her dad's song. She did her dad's song. Um, which one is it? I've seen so many places. That one. Yeah. What is that one? It's Leon Russell. A song for you. Yeah, it's a song for you. Leon Russell's too. Um, so she she's singing that one, and her voice, her tone sounds so much like her dad's. It's yeah. like kind of crazy. Sometimes it's really, it's disturbing. It's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there was actually a song where she did a duet where they, they put her, they had her sing with her dad, and you couldn't even tell the difference when her dad came in because it was like, is that still Layla? No, that's her dad. It's, it's amazing how close their voices sound. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. That's nice. She definitely got the gift. Yeah, yeah. And you also said your other influences are Coltrane. John Coltrane was yep. huge for me. Yeah, for me too. About me too, the, man. The power. Using the technical stuff to put the power, the emotional power, and the spiritual yeah. power into the music, that was like, you know, eye opening. Him and Stevie were the biggest for me. Oh, yeah? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they were the biggest for me. Mm-hmm. Coltrane and Stevie. Wow. 
And then the, your other one, <laughs> and I love this because I, I did ask Aki who his musical influences were, and they all crossed genres. It was like it was different ones, and so the, the third one was Biggie. Biggie, yeah, <laughs> which you know we Brooklyn, Brooklyn so you know, 90s, you know, you know, that was like. But what about his music Do you think influenced the way that you approach music A lot of his So the thing about Biggie Smalls is This is a very nerdy thing to say about Biggie Smalls That's fine (laughs) Is his lyricism Is about As For me The height of like Poetical hip hop Mm. Like it's not that he's like I'm going to write a rap song about You know something that seems like it's poetic Mm -hmm. He's He's rapping about things that are that are for all intents and purposes the opposite of poet poetic material it's mm-hmm. not about trees or moons or mm-hmm. falling in love it's like about <laughs> like all the opposite of that <laughs> but the way that he puts phrases together and extends rhymes his, the musical cadence of his delivery mm, yeah the the uh, elegance of the way the words are put together so you never with Biggie think like oh he did that just to make it rhyme that to mm. me is like when you when a rapper can do that, you've escaped the thing where you're like you're rapping and I'm hearing you like I can hear like oh you're like this will be a clever rhyme and I'll put this together the rhyme that way. He has mm-hmm. a way that's like very fluid and linguistic, and just flows through the whole thing. He never seems like he's yeah, yeah. he's decided oh I'm gonna do this very clever cadence. He just yeah. makes it seem organic. Yeah. yeah, that could be because I heard him when I was 11, 12, 13 I was like, "This is what life is like." You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is what life is like. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> thirteen—that's such a declaration. Okay, <laughs> but uh, I still still maintain that. And when I write lyrics now, I still think you write Biggie lyrics, right? Big, yeah, Biggie. So like Biggie's huge for me. Is his a—he uh, can take any topic and write about it, like. In a way that is evocative of the topic, the spirit of the topic, but then mm. also like explores the different like ways of looking at it. So sometimes it's very direct. He's talking about how much money he has, <laughs> but even when he talks about how much money he has, he's talking about how much money he has, and, like what he's had to do to get it, mm-hmm. and how that may have made that may have stained his. I mean, that whole first record, "Ready to Die," is about how the hustle and the the living though it is supposed to be like so great now juicy is like super you know used to be poor now you know used from the bottom now we're here kind of thing mm-hmm. it's that whole record's about how like he's feels like he's sold his soul to do that yeah. and then he's basically you know in this state where he's he's got like a huge this lingering apathy for all of life so yeah. that's like you know who does that yeah, yeah. no you right. that's yeah. right that's real especially in 1990 whatever that was five or six when that came yeah. out you know, yeah, nobody was rapping like, "Hey, this is a, me about me and how this all the stuff we'd lived through is kind of depressing." A lot of people were writing about it. Writers had been writing about it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but not not a lot of uh, Chuck D was rapping about how it was terrible, and how we should fix it. He was an activist, but Biggie was more like a like a Neruda. He was like, "This is what it's doing to us emotionally." Right. What do you think about you know in terms of where you you see yourself going in in this? This, this, you know, I know your direction at this particular point is is alien themed. Mm. But what if you get that chance that you're that you're dying for, and they want you to write regular? Are you going to do oh, if it, I get or my are you going to? They're like, listen, all you got to do is change all the spaceships to bedrooms <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I was trying to figure out how to yeah. say it without saying that, but I yeah, exactly. exactly. Play some Al Green. <laughs> Play some Al Green. That's exactly. I'm just going there. Well, the thing is that I, I think, 
I'm, it's not that I have trouble writing what I feel like is more accessible, accessible yeah. R&B or soul music. But I feel like, A, there's a lot of people who do it really well. Mm. And then there's many, 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 many more people who do it terribly. Mm. That and is true. so that field is gigantic. And it's more likely that you're going to be gravitating towards the mediocre end of it. Because there's so many people who are just doing it excellently. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And it's also been, the territory's been covered. You know, how many times can you sing about, yeah. quote unquote, the power of love? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like eight songs and they're basically all classics. <laughs> you know, I can't come out and be like, this is my new song called The Power of Love. Like, okay. <laughs> Great. Got it. You know? So... <laughs> Well, I mean, I I think that the fact that you stand out, that you're different, that you approach it from a different angle is you're it's cor- you, you're cornering a market that, you know, hopefully, hopefully I'm cornering I, something and hopefully it is a market. <laughs> I think it is one. There are tons of us out there, meaning nerds. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just go to any um, what are those things? Where like they Comic-Con? Have? Yeah, go to any Comic-Con. You can have your album. <laughs> have your album with you there yeah i mean honestly if you put on a concert there they'd be like this is awesome That's, alien love song it's probably true and i have been trying Seriously. to win my way into that group. i gotta record it first but Comic-Con, that's definitely a thought, it's like is that, a, tap into that nerds market, right? need sexy music too absolutely they, you know, i and, mean how did they, they get here <laughs> many of us did not know for a long time how we got here uh yeah oh my god um no you're totally right i i think I I'm at a comfortable place right now where I don't I'm not uh, in that young mind frame where it's like as soon as anyone offers me anything that Thank seems God. like it's gonna be the thing that where I get put on I'll do whatever they tell me to do. Oh right? yeah. So fortunately the the like hundred percent broke days are over. Yay. And so now <laughs> I'm like, well, if I did this thing for you, what do I really get out of it? Like maybe you get maybe a paycheck, maybe in advance. Yeah. But then what a do you you own everything i do like what are my options can i really write my own stuff are you going to make me write with other people or other people going to you know do i become a mouthpiece for you so oh yeah having that freedom is huge i've been there (laughs) so yeah exactly i know cats like you have been telling me like Mm. well (laughs) (laughs) just because they come and say like oh no we do this and we do that and we'd love to represent you doesn't mean that they know anything actually about what you are yeah we they see you and they go this is the box we'll put him in yeah exactly they want to like you know and they and they may tell you that they can i don't know i don't want to get down on the industry and everything but people will say like oh we totally get where you're coming from and we want to we want to accentuate that we want to help you have that Mm -hmm. and then when you start working with them they're like slowly be like well but we need something that's a little bit more accessible (laughs) Right. Maybe one song that's maybe we'll do a record that's just one record that's accessible before you do your alien love songs. I right. mean, you can and then do that. Write another and, song like yeah. that. Com- oh yeah, <laughs> write another song like that. Have you heard the song "Happy" by Ferolium? <laughs> I can, yeah, That's sure. Hilarious. It's not a. I feel like he already did it though. So. Uh, so well, yeah, I, I like the fact that you one. I think there's some a lot to be said for for being mature you know and by mature being over 30 i should say yeah but you know what i'm saying like stepping into this knowing who you are knowing what you want to do and and not feeling like you can be um wooed away from it right and i love that because i'm so in love with your music thank you i really 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 am and i also think that your presence on stage is awesome because you you between having us like 
swoon over you. We were laughing because you're so funny. I really don't understand that, but people have said that now. It's a thing that's happening. It was never true before. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're funny. You're cracking jokes. I mean, there was one song that you had to start it over again because you... We we oh, were so busy reacting that like, you were like, okay, I can't and, even. And it was Music Soul Child. I was like, a song I've been singing for 15 years. Yeah, yeah. but y'all were drunk. But you guys too. did something where I was like, I we can't remember what my next drunk. line was. We, okay, were, we were nice. Y'all were nice. You know, okay. We were nice. Very, we'll put it nice. that way. <laughs> very, very, very nice. Very, very nice. The wine was flowing. That's very funny. All right, well, we have reached my favorite part of the show. Do I know about this? No. Oh, good. Great. It's called Tell Me Yours, I'll Tell You Mine. Oh. Oh, right? Okay. Okay. (laughs) He just cracked his neck, y'all. He's getting ready. He's getting ready. My coffee. Here we go. (laughs) So these are the The questions questions that I'm going to be asking you. I ask seven. That's my favorite number. Great number. You ready for it? Yes. All right, here we go. I'm going to start off light. Okay. This is the thing. It's like you're gonna make me cry by the end. Like a Barbara Walters. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do the Barbara Walters on you. Last How does that question. Makes you feel? And I'll be like. <laughs> Last question. Barbara Walters moment. Don't you worry. It's coming. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna start off light. First question. Yes. Because we're both from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite corner store snack? <laughs> That's a two-part answer. Okay. Go for it. I want to hear. Favorite corner store snack was always Sour Powers. Oh, good one. Uh, but we couldn't always afford sour powers because uh-huh. I had like a very slim allowance and my parents forced me to like meet her out through the week. <laughs> so uh, I became a big fan of the five cent peppermint balls because you could get like. You are so a nerd. You went for peppermint balls? Well, they're cheap. You can get a quarter. But gets that's you not even candy. You could just go in your grandma's purse in church and that's where you, you get find a them. giant peppermint ball. Five peppermint balls will last you through a whole day of school. That's just great. You well, at least keep... you have fresh breath. And then you come out of school, another quarter. That you spend fifty cents in a day. Ten peppermint. That's balls. not really a snack. Though. That's a lot of candy. It's a lot of sugar. It's just all. It's all I've numbers never game. heard of a child. How old were you? Oh, and peppermint balls. Junior high. That's when we. Junior that's when high? we were sophisticated enough to know you got to save your money so you, you don't run smart. out. Smart. Oh man, I was like, I was jumping on like now later. Just no, rest assured. Like after birthdays or Christmas, we were going in there with like, you know, <laughs> birthday, birthday money. Like, let me get some Dipsy Doodles. <laughs> you know, you're trying to boys up. Like, you want some Dipsy Doodles? I got some Dipsy Doodles. Make that two Dipsy Doodles. <laughs> two Dipsy Doodles. We normally get the quarter waters, but we're doing tropical fantasy. Today, so I got money. Yeah. Oh, my God. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my, my corner store, my favorite corner store snack was the um, Crunchy Doodles. Ooh. I those are good. Even now to this day, you know, my little fingertips get all orange. Love the heads are smaller things. now, right? They are smaller. What's up with that? They, because mm, they know how popular those yeah, are. Exactly. They know that I'm gonna have to get fifty cents yeah. worth. Yeah, those are good though. That was my favorite one. Okay, next question. Yes. What was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Ooh. Oh, this ought to be good. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna have the same answer I have. Honestly. Yeah. I really do. Favorite Saturday my soul. cartoon. I really I think there's so many. I feel like betraying a lot. <laughs> thinking one. Um, <laughs> Did you say betraying a lot? Betraying, you know, like <laughs> you know, I see like Chip and Dale being like, "Really, dog?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Who's my favorite Saturday morning cartoon? <laughs> Come on, give Probably, it to me. Probably. I'm gonna have to go with. 
breaks my heart. Um, <laughs> they all break my heart. Nothing, nothing is okay. My favorite Saturday was that me? Oh, I That's probably have like a meeting or something. Um, my favorite Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> you yeah. should see him. He really. Like, this is really tearing you up. I don't. It's, it's gonna be on record. You know, I can't go back away from this. I know so. it will be on record. I apologize to anyone who was offended by my choice of freakazoid. Uh, you know, probably in the end, I don't know. If this was on Saturday morning. Oh, don't! I'm not helping you. I want to. I just want you to answer. Come on, everybody knew you got up on Saturday morning. You watch the cartoons and you watch the kung fu flicks. So, mm. what'd you watch? I watched. Uh, <laughs> He's having a hard time <laughs> with this. Unbelievable! So Why wow, you really stumped Aki? This is like this is this is. I'm gonna cry on this question. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even the question, but that is hilarious. Um. Uh, in the end, okay. In the end, I have to go with uh, <laughs> Thundercats. Yeah. I was. <laughs> I had to go with Thundercats. Listen, it was hard. I didn't. I didn't want to just come down on Thundercats. But when you think about it, it just combines everything you need. Why? What, what was? Uh, please tell me yours. You want to know what mine yeah. is? Thundercats. Oh. And I haven't even written down because I was like, I'm sure he'll think that I'm lying. But no, seriously. Listen, that was know, my favorite Saturday morning cartoon. It was a close thing. What was the? What was? What there was your close so second? Many. No, no, no. I loved cartoons when I was a kid. Uh, Thundercats, He-Man. Oh, I watched He-Man. I watched She-Ra. She-Ra, G.I. Joe. Then I had a little sister. She was three years younger than me, so I'd watch cartoons with her. So I got these next generation Animaniacs and Hickey <laughs> in the Brain because I was like, oh, yeah, hang out with your sister. <laughs> uh, but I want to Chippendale's Rescue Rangers was a big show for me. Oh, yeah, I did enjoy that, really too. DuckTales. Oh, DuckTales. <laughs> You're like, how did I miss that? It's like, no, no, I, I stand by. I, I watched Transform. I watched a lot of boy cartoons. I don't know why, but I did. Like cartoons. I loved Transformers, but for me, Thundercats was like the one. You can't be Thundercats. It was the one. I'm gonna regret this. But <laughs> <I stand by laughs> okay. All right. Next question. Wow. Uh, <laughs> he's over, he's over here sweating. <laughs> he's oh, like, sweating. he's like, these are the hardest questions I've ever had to answer. for public office. <laughs> <laughs> favorite cartoon uh, I love them all uh, which one do you guys like <laughs> oh my god okay your favorite show to binge watch <laughs> right now yeah my favorite show to binge watch right now mm-hmm. um well this will be unconventional because it's an old show okay uh my favorite show to binge watch is Columbo oh my God, I was just going to write it down because I was curious to see if he would say that. Really? My sister and I binge watch Columbo. She actually turned Columbo's me on to it. Jam. My younger sister. It is so good. What I see when I when I was young, my parents would watch Columbo. And I'd be I like, can't believe you just said that. Why are we watching this? It's ninety minutes, two hours on TV, and you're like, this guy's boring. But when I got older, I was like, man, this is great detective television i just started watching it probably in november because my younger sister was watching it and i made fun of her i was like you look crazy sitting there watching columbo yeah and then i sat with her and watched one episode and then i was like okay one i love i love the times you know so i love looking at the old phones and the cars and the clothes yeah Yeah, yeah. it's just like so awesome so i've enjoyed watching that that's not what i wrote down because i was thinking more today um and so for my answer what i wrote was house of cards or Ooh. breaking bad those are like my house two of cards favorite doesn't even story. count because 
it comes out and I watch it and I'm like, boom, day. <laughs> and it's done. You're yeah. like, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I, I love House of Cards. But. And I was just explaining to someone, I don't know who I was talking to, but I was saying that one of the things that I hate about the fact that I can binge watch Breaking Bad is that, not Breaking Bad, um, House of Cards, is that I have to wait 365 That's days to watch it again. Down. You know you what I mean? Slow it down, yeah. All right, next question. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. And now it's going to get hard. Okay. <laughs> As if the cartoon one wasn't hard enough already. <laughs> What's your favorite 90s sitcom theme song? I'll leave. I will walk out of this. <laughs> You'll walk out I of this. I refuse to answer that question. I take that. Plead the fifth. <laughs> That's actually a great question. So this is the real question. Okay. Uh, let me see. It says... If you could correct something about yourself for good, Ooh. what would it be? Correct something about myself. For good, never to return again. What would it be? Mm. Um, <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, this is apt. This is I'm at a place now where I don't have this those feelings anymore, but I know... Um, that I think I would be more, uh, I don't say aggressive, but more like uh, commanding. More Kanye-ish? Maybe more Kanye-ish if okay. we would. Yeah. Kanye's dope, man. That's they like need a, to leave that's Kanye like a verb. alone, man. Yeah. No, I'm not hating on Kanye. I no, mean, there's something like, to be said about that approach. You know, I'll meet somebody and and instead of being like, you know, I play piano, I sing, I write music, blah, blah, blah. You know, like when you see other, I see other people do it and I go, it's incredible. That's how you should do it. So people know everything you do. They'd be like, thanks. And I play piano for somebody for like three years. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, hey, we sing backup. And I go, oh, yeah, I'll sing a little backup. They don't know that I sing. And uh. then they come to a show and they're like, so three years. <laughs> you and we've been working together. You never once said like, come to a show of mine. I'm a great singer or anything like that. I don't know. I have this this uh this yeah. bad habit of like not wanting it's still still that nerd thing of like yeah. just being introverted like hi thanks for calling me to do whatever you've told me to do and i'll do that thing and leave and yeah. Like, yeah don't yeah, open yeah. up don't want to like yeah yeah know, be more aggressive exactly yeah, so yeah. that would be one thing i would want to if there was a thing i could really seriously as an adult right now think of changing back in the day it was i wish i wasn't nearsighted because i'm the only person in my family who's nearsighted uh, <laughs> i'd want to be taller uh, i had a lot of things i'd want to correct, right. but they were mostly cosmetic but yeah. that's, I think, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lingering thing that i feel like still today I, I yeah. actually is i think i have to work on whenever i go out and do something yeah because i have to be like am i doing that thing where i'm or people think I'm aloof or something because mm-hmm. they're like, I can't, I can't, he never talks. He just sits there in the corner, like judging you with his eyes. You know? <laughs> so, Look at him over there judging yeah. me right now. Yeah, I go. <laughs> you want to be here? Do you want to be here? <laughs> I would change that. I would make myself a little bit more like outgoing, or, mm. uh, sunnier disposition, slightly. I, I, get, I can dig that. I think um, mine is in that same vein. Mine would be to, like, if I could rid myself of something, it would be that self-doubt. Because I tend to do the same thing. Like, one, I think, well, I don't think people really want to know, like, what I'm... Like, I don't want to impose myself on other people a lot of times. Like, I'm, you know, and, and I've had a few people scold me on it, including Jeff and, and Guy. They've both been like, yeah. you, it's okay for you to tell people what you do and who you are and what you're about. Express it, yeah. And it's interesting because I'm in and of an industry that that's how you 
you know, you are it's your calling you card. You have to tell people, otherwise they're just like, exactly. yeah. I think you do the one thing they saw you do. Yeah. yeah. So people just keep calling you to back up, sing backup. Yeah. <laughs> or keep calling you to play. Yeah, like, oh, Haki was really good playing that. He played in a blues band, so they just keep calling me for blues band gigs. They have yeah. no idea I mm-hmm. have a broader that range in that. Freaking ridiculous. So you gotta, you know, you gotta be like, yo, no, I also do that. I also do. I've I've gotten over that a little bit. Self doubt, though, I think that I have some of that, but I, I'm thankful I've worked through a lot of it. But I still use it in writing. I think doubt is really good. And I, I know that I know it constantly can be paralyzing, but. Like I'll co- I'll have an idea and Jeff can definitely co-sign on this. I'll have an idea and I'll be like, Jeff, do you think that's a good idea? Do you like that idea? Like I'm never really sure. Like I know for me it sounds like a good idea, but yeah. I don't do know I if other say? people think it's a good idea. What do I always say? Um Yes, it is a good idea. No, I say it's a good idea, let's try it. Yeah, he's yeah. always so like, say, We can try it, try it if it doesn't work. But you gotta try yeah. it. If you don't try it, you'll never know. That's true. And I also think the doubt is good because it makes you think of other options. I mean, you, as long and as you pursue that options, yeah. that thing, like I don't know if this is a good idea, but I'm gonna pursue it, yeah, mm-hmm. and try it. Exactly. I like that because I feel like it stops me from being like, I know it works. I'm gonna go in and do it works. <laughs> <laughs> that would be too much confidence. Right. You know, by being open to like, oh man, was that I messed up, but maybe that works. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. And then trying it out for a while, and yeah. kind of waffling back and forth. I kind of use that for as a as a tool, I think, at this point. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm, okay, mm. I like it. All right, what's the next one? Okay, that was a good one. You did okay. well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's sweating over yeah. here. Here's a good one. I think you'll... Oh, boy. I didn't my... think it was going to be this hard. Yeah, I thought... I She's thought just like... A... Uh, She's just a woman. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What's your favorite song? What's your favorite color? All right, goodbye. (laughs) So this one, this one might rack your brain a little bit. Name one song that never gets old, no matter how many times you hear it. Ooh. One song that never gets old, like a recording, like a particular recording of a song or something like that, or just any song. Whatever you. (sighs) You're just too good to be true. (laughs) The I keep a mixed version. You I will would never get tired yeah. of that. Are you going to record that? You gonna record I am going to record that, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I got to record wait, it. Man. Yo, record man, it. when you record your record, man, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I got to play on something. We'll, we'll make it work. I, I got to play on something. Absolutely. If you get in the studio and you almost finished mixing, <laughs> I'm busting in the studio. Set up a mic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing on this song. I got to play on something, man. You, okay. And I can yeah, play yeah, the triangle very well. Okay. I'll work you need on that thing. I'm there. She can sing too. She can sing. She and I keep telling them, but she keeps. You're stalling, Aki. You're stalling. I forgot what what the question even was at this point. Uh, What's my song that never gets tired? Yeah. What is it? What you got? What you got? Donnie, actually, Donnie Hathaway's version of "What's Going On." Mm. I've never. I will never get sick of that. Okay. It's, It's the tempo's perfect. The crunchiness of the whirly is perfect. The bass is perfect. Yeah, yeah. Everything about it is incredible. They put a yeah. few extra chords in it, but not too yeah. many. Mm-hmm. There's a solo in it that always blows my mind because yeah. it's so melodic, but also yeah, kind of yeah, a funky yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And the ending chords. Oh, man. I mean, I can listen to that a thousand <laughs> times around. I don't know why I just play that. No, know. Out of context, it means nothing to you. But <laughs> 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 um, oh, man. Yeah. It'll be that. Because, you know, I love a ton of stuff, but that version for something, the energy of it. Yeah. And as you know, it was live. Yeah. You know, the whole live adds a, oh my 
God, and the band is kill, killing bands. Band is killing, mm. yeah. And it's recorded well, so you yeah, get live, yeah. but you get the energy. You get a, a good fidelity recording of live, but you get the energy too. Yeah, yeah. Live situation. Nice. Yeah. You want to hear? And mine? it makes me want to be there. Yeah, I, I love I that when I hear it, like, a live performance. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, oh, I wish I was in the audience because it's just so yeah. good. Yeah, that's rare. They, you really wish. You know, like when you're watching a great movie or read a great book, and you're like, oh, I wish I was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With music, yeah. I'm always if it's good music, I'm always uplifted. But it's rare that I'm like, I wish I was in the room. Right. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, t- I totally understand that. Yeah. Hmm. You ready mm. for my answer? Yes. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my answer is All Night Long by the Mary Jane Girls. Oh. I love that song. Ooh. That's a deep I cut. I love <laughs> that song. It it takes me back to my child, like block parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was little. Like they used to, That's that was like the official block party song, right. I think, when I was a right. kid. So when I hear that song, it makes me remember the happiest time. Right. Of my childhood, which was block parties, you can walk in the street because you yeah. know you couldn't exactly. walk in the street well, before. No, not without like can I go? Yeah. And, and skate. Look, yeah, exactly, skating. And you see the adults dancing and like, oh, look at that. You know, it was. Just, and I never knew what the lyrics were until I was like thirty. Right. Because when I even think seeing it when I was twenty in my twenties, I was just you like, just kinda, oh. But I wasn't listening to the lyrics. Yeah. Then I heard them when I was like in my thirties, and I was like, wait a second. Really? They were yeah. getting down like that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So I love that song. Yeah, Beautiful. they were getting down like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That music that used to be written so that, yeah, it had multiple, the kids could sing it. And multiple, it wasn't so explicit. Right. Because yeah. I certainly was singing it. Yeah. I didn't know what I was singing. You had no idea what you were singing. Not it a single did not point. matter. You never even thought about it. Not like, great <laughs> right. melody, I'm singing it right. all night long. You're like, whatever. <laughs> gonna skate all night long. Gonna skate. <laughs> right. Jump rope, whatever. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you ready for the next one? I'm ready for okay, the next one. Okay, here it comes. It's getting easier, right? <laughs> well, after is, that cartoon one, this is all it's all a breeze. <laughs> this is all a breeze after the cartoon one? <laughs> you are taking you are taking it more in stride now. <laughs> the cartoon one threw me off, man. I didn't know you were gonna go so hard. Okay. <laughs> he was sweating. <laughs> he really was. It was like so hilarious. Okay. <laughs> When that big check comes in mm-hmm. and you've handled all your like all of your responsibilities, uh-huh. you, you bought your mama house, you know the the usual. And that check is coming. Too. Uh-huh, it's certainly coming. Um, and you you know you sent me a cut and all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what will be your first big purchase that's just for you? First big purchase yeah. that's just for me, like totally recreational. Yeah, whatever you want. It's just <laughs> like this is you splurging on yourself. What would that be? I'm torn between yeah. I would get like the biggest, most beautifulest piano. Bosendorfer yeah. yeah. would be great. Oh man, because uh, well yeah, that's one option. Mm-hmm. The other, the nerd side. I was gonna say what's the, the what's the nerd side. option? The I want to hear the nerd option. Like, I want the finest piano. I want it to be able yeah. to play it in a nice room and never have anyone tell me that I have to stop. Mm-hmm. The nerd side of me wants to go to outer space. Oh. Wow. Always wanted to go out of space. So I don't know what I would do with that money. But if there was a way to be like part of some kind of crazy mission to Mars or something where they needed musicians, <laughs> we need a singer and a piano player to go to Mars. I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> a singer and a piano player to go to Mars. You'd be trying to jump the line. Yeah, with my Bosendorfer trying to get it on the spaceship. <laughs> 
That's awesome. Something science fiction-y. Mm. Like, I don't know. If you, I know, you know, what's his name? It's Bill and his Virgin Galactic. Richard Branson. Oh, yeah. Where wealthy people go, I don't want to just go orbit the planet. That would be cool. I want to do something cool. Like, go to the moon. Go to mm-hmm. Mars. You want to plant your feet on the planet. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you know, just go. I'm not even really worried about, like, landing there. But just being able to go out and sail away from the Earth and, like, go out in the space. See, I think that would freak the hell out of yeah, me. Yeah, that's what it would do. Because what happens is you become, you realize how small and insignificant but that's, we all are in the scope yeah. of the universe. It's, it's so true. freaky. Yeah, but it's true even if we don't go out there. Like even when we have like a really giant full moon. Yeah. It makes me so aware of the universe. You, yeah. you know, you've ever oh, seen yeah, one of the low hanging giant like right there, full moons, yeah. and it's just like, oh my god, we're in. Like you, it, I don't think about it often enough, but when those moments come, it really freaks me out. Yeah. And I you're like, not freaked out by that at all. I love it. I love the the insignificance of us gives me a. Hope that there's something more significant. Mm, oh, so, I like that. That's yeah. the next song. Write <laughs> 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 it down. <laughs> you guys should leave. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to create. <laughs> we need to go. It's time for him to create. <laughs> See, your your answer was all deep, but mine is like <laughs> a brownstone building. <laughs> because I'm from Brooklyn, I was born in a brownstone yeah. in Bed Stuy. On purpose, too. Right. It wasn't like it was like, oh, it's too late. Boop, there. Yeah, no, yeah. my parents were like, we are not doing the hospital thing. Okay. We hate hospitals. Yeah. And so I was born in a brownstone, and my younger sister was born in a brownstone. My father, he um, restored brownstones. So I've grown up with this appreciation for yeah. those. Like, I, that's the nerd side of me, too. Yeah, I yeah. love architecture yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. So I would want a brownstone that's in that kind that's that hasn't had the it changed it has like its original fixtures and and woodworking and all that right oh if i had the money to just yeah. do something like that I it would be that. awesome i would probably do that money. before i took care of my responsibilities hmm? <laughs> that would be like you know i would set up the family but then i'd probably buy a house yeah you know, before yeah. i had paid off like student loans and stuff like that. yeah so <laughs> i wouldn't wait till all that was taken care of I would get, like, <laughs> a nice brownstone in brooklyn my dad, I grew up in a Victorian house in Midwood. Oh. So a house like that. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are beautiful. With the big Brooklyn streets and the people are like, I didn't know Brooklyn could look like this. You know, I like, love architecture. But y'all know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is the final one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. You gotta get this. It's not yeah. as hard as the cartoon one. Relax. <laughs> get this broad out of here. Killing me. LA at 11 a.m. going 60 miles an hour. What is the square root? <laughs> okay, this is the final question. If you could go back to your high school and give mm. the entire student body one word of advice, what would it be? Whoa. Yeah. Go I back to Jack. Get, get out. Get out now. Uh, what would I, the one word of advice be? For Brooklyn Tech... It would be uh, to to not only to follow your dreams, which is what everyone says, and to do like the work, which is also what everyone says, but also to persevere in doing that. Mm. So I think that's the thing that I've the most tragic, non like super tragic personal thing that's happened. In my life is that I've seen people who had really great potential 
who did the things that they did really well stop doing them because uh, it was hard to keep yeah. doing it. Not yeah, because yeah. the thing itself was hard, not because they couldn't play the piano or because they couldn't, you know, paint mm-hmm. or do or dance, but because it was hard to keep doing it because of other pressures. Mm. Right. And I think that perseverance is like that's what is the real dividing factor between an artist who works and someone who like says that they play music but And they wind up regretting yeah, later exactly. on. Exactly. You know, they they didn't oh, I if I had to stay Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's that thing. And my when I graduated from college, actually, my college professor said, you know, because I had my four friends and we it was a small music thing. We were like, we're gonna play music. We're gonna go to the city and we're gonna be a band and we're gonna take over the world. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, so just be prepared. I guess he must have known. He was like, you're probably gonna stick with it, but be prepared to see like your friends slowly start to be like, uh, I'm kind of doing music, yeah, and then start to yeah. be like, oh, I just want to make music in my house to like, oh, I have this bass that I haven't touched in eight years to, mm. oh, wow, you know, you know, I have friends, and they do great things now too. I have no beef with that. I have one friend who used to play bass with who does like great educational stuff. One guy who used to play guitar with who's like now a farmer. He mm-hmm. does like CSA kind of farming, and they're both great resources for me, but. And, and still great friends, but I do miss that, you know, they kind of were like, eh, I'd rather not starve for <laughs> years. Yeah. Meanwhile, this will be my 10th year of starving, and I'm very, very happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Happy to have done it, and I think that's a key thing to tell high school kids. Because you kind of, your thought, even for me, as I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to do music, is like, you do four years of college, and then you go do a job. And you do whatever yeah. you do. Yeah. But really, with a lot of things that are, and more and more now, mainstream things are going to start to be like this. But with the arts, it's like, you do, you maybe you go to college, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you're going to be slogging it out for like a while. Yeah. You yeah. might get lucky. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but you're probably just going to be working on your craft and hustling for like, you know, 15, 20 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe one day you'll turn around and you'll be like the grizzled you know piano teacher piano teacher who's like all right play that you know (laughs) 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 i would love that i would love to have that experience right where i've gotten to a point where i'm comfortable i'm still hustling but i'm very comfortable and doing things Mm -hmm. and i've but you're doing somebody. what you love yeah. doing. That's, and, that's I'm, and I'm teaching some, yeah. in an important way. And I feel like I meet a student of potential and you feel like you pass the baton. And yeah. you can infuse them with it. I'll tell them the same thing. Like, you got to stick with it. Yeah. Answer the phone, yes. That's what he said. <laughs> and <laughs> don't stop. You Answer don't the stop phone, doing. yes. Answer the phone, yes. Which was like, you know, somebody said, hey, we need a backup singer for a country and Western wedding. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. He just said, yes, yes, yes. And so our first few years, that's why I expanded again. You know, he was letting me know I had been doing jazz composition with him or jazz piano, Mm -hmm. but learning a lot of the like pop music and country and popular American song and stuff like that all came from those weird gigs where I had to learn, you know, these songs and the way you play. And they all serve a purpose. And they serve a purpose. It's all in there. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Answer the phone, yes, and don't stop doing it. I love mm. it. No matter what. That's dope. So hit a lot of walls <laughs> and you just keep going. Keep going through them. Yeah. That's actually how I met Jeff because um, a friend of mine said something to me along the same lines. Um, she said that one, at, at some point she had decided that she's only ever going to say yes when someone pr- approaches her with a, with she a cute? opportunity. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> with an opportunity. Because I have a question. <laughs> 
<laughs> God help me. God help me. So because she told me that story, I said, okay, I'm going to do that too. So I'm just going to start saying yes. Like yeah. when people ask me about my craft, or if they offer me an opportunity, I'm going to say yes. And so when I met Jeff, we met on the set of um, Still Standing. It was a, It's a music video by... Um, it's a song by Farrah Monch yeah. featuring Jill Scott. And, mm-hmm. and Jeff was one of the musicians on set. And we met and he asked me if I was a singer. And I never would say yes to yeah. that question because I don't have f- formal training. Yeah. She lied. I'm very, very... She's like, yes, I am a singer. <laughs> I'm, I've always been very insecure because I feel like singers have been trained yeah. and I haven't. So I'm just somebody who has a voice in a shower, but no. outside of that, not really. Training's overrated. <laughs> and so Jeff asked me, he, he did ask me that question and I said yes. And he then said to me, um, well, what do you like? And then I told him that I, you know, I'm obsessed with jazz vocals. Yeah, That's what yeah. I listen to. Mm-hmm. That's what I study and imitate and everything mm-hmm. like that. And so he's like, well, I'm going to give you the chance of a lifetime. <laughs> and he invited me to record a song yeah. um, that he was going to produce. Yeah. And so he just reminded me of this the other day. He invited me, his, his studios in his house, yeah. in his apartment. And when I came to his apartment, I forgot this detail. He told me. <laughs> <laughs> Should I say it or do you want to no, say go it? Ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I had brought with me because <laughs> I didn't really, you know, I'm in New York. I don't yeah. trust. I yeah, don't trust. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait a second, your studio is this where? Your house? Yeah. <laughs> so I brought with me a can of mace <laughs> what? or pepper spray, one of the two. Because she didn't know me. Because I didn't know oh, him, good. and I was like, I checked it before I left. Yeah. Sure I was working. <laughs> Told my family where I was going. If you can't find me oh, in, in wow. a day, I'm most likely tied up in this house. <laughs> but anyway, that led to one our relationship because we've we've been friends ever since. But he he gave me an opportunity that one I just never thought of myself yeah. as a singer and then when I heard myself yeah. I was like oh my god I guess I can sing huh and so Jeff has been really supportive over the years just in terms of my confidence yeah. as a singer so I, I I totally agree with that whole idea of saying yes mm. because you never know yeah. I don't even think we would be friends if I hadn't you know I think the conversation probably would have ended right there that day yeah you're so singing, it's, it's amazing. Not really. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. great. Right, <laughs> right yeah. yeah. Yeah, he would have been like, all right, well, yeah. good to see you. Bye. <laughs> Let me find someone else to offer the chance of a lifetime. You know? Yeah, basically. Shout out to the lifetime. Who else wants the chance the of a lifetime? Clearly she doesn't. Shout out to big time. <laughs> okay, so to answer the last question, my answer to that would be, if I were to address my high school, yeah. um, the, the kids at my high school today, um, and, and give them one word of advice. For me, it would be <laughs> don't wait until you're dying to start living. Right. I learned that one when I was about maybe 26 or 27 because a friend of mine, mm. I was working at a great company and I was very successful and I was doing really well. And a friend of mine was diagnosed with cancer mm. and he and I were just having a conversation. He worked for the company as well. And just in me talk in talking to him, I started to think about my own mortality. Yeah. I was like, wow, what what would change in my life right. if I found out that, that if I had that same diagnosis yeah. and I knew that one, I would change that job. Right. And I would do what it is I love. Right. And I decided that day that I was gonna resign from that position. Mm. And it's and <laughs> my life has really been pretty incredible since that that moment. And I think it's important to have that kind of courage to live with that certain Absolutely. that kind of urgency. I right. think is important right. because I don't think enough people do. Yeah, 
So that's my, you so know, you're, live on purpose. You're ride or die, chick. <laughs> <laughs> it's inside you. <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> anyway, okay. oh god. Okay. This has this been so oh, much. Man, Thank you. Fun. I had a blast. This was yeah. fun. This was this so much fun. This has been so much fun. Yeah. Aki, you're awesome. I'm alright. Yeah, you are. Awesome. I'm <laughs> glad we awesome. got you, man. Yeah, because you're gonna be big. You're gonna have your Bosendorfer. Yeah, I'm gonna have my Bosendorfer. Yeah, man. Out in space. Out in space. <laughs> <laughs> Sailing to Mars, so. playing <laughs> playing soul music to the cosmos. They like it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yeah, but I love it. There's been a lot of nerd love here today, which is awesome. Thank you so much for agreeing my to My pleasure. This. Anytime. It's been a pleasure. Seriously. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This was great. So we're good, right? This is so great. And Jeff, as usual, thank you. Yeah. I you know. I can't I can't gush enough over how much I love and appreciate you. Okay. So thank you. Um yeah, so you know. That's it. We're going to stop here because I do my closings <laughs> later. Oh, good. Like you were privately. Yeah, you're yeah in, this, in a dark room. Yeah. <laughs> like D'Angelo, like a teepee. With a glass. <laughs> Candles and incense. Yeah, yeah. music yeah. and, you know, liquor. <laughs> and then I record my closing. Okay, anyway, it was great. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thanks oh. for coming uh, out to the sticks. Yeah. Brooklyn. All right. Okay, so we're good. Yeah. This is Aki Burmese, and you are plugged into the Outlet Radio Show with Azania Shangay. All right, it's closing time. I got my incense in my left hand and my cognac in my right, so take that, Aki. <laughs> you know what I loved about Aki besides his obvious talent and humor? I love, as he put it, his perseverance. It reminds me of a quote that found me one day and it reads, I never said it would be easy, but I promise it will be worth it. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, so as always, good people, fellow dream chasers, dare greatly. Dare to answer the call. Dare to follow your hearts and get ready because there is sure to be an experience beyond your wildest dreams on the other side. Until next time.